Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Happy July 4th. I'm wearing red just to celebrate, and we've got family coming over later today. So whatever you do today, I hope that you thank God for your freedom. If you are an American, thank God for the liberty that he has given us to do even what we're doing right now. And thanks for joining me on this holiday that you would take time to open God's word is just really cool. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. This is enough for today. It's a daily devotion through the Psalms. It's a part of now we're transitioning as of this Monday, July the 10th. We're transitioning over to YouTube to uh, the Growing in the Gospel YouTube channel and that you can find at Pastor Kerry Schmidt. So if you haven't yet subscribed, many of you have already subscribed, uh, but we're trying to do this migration this week. So I hope you'll run over to YouTube and click subscribe so that you don't miss anything. We're going to expand the offerings on this channel. In fact, just today I recorded the entire done book in chapters. We'll be releasing those videos uh, once again with we kind of kind of refreshed. I, I think I did a better job on them than the last set of videos. So anyway, we're just trying to get the gospel out. We're trying to open the Bible every day and let God speak to us because his promises and his goodness and his presence are enough for today, even when the world around us is confusing and chaotic. And boy, is it. So we're in Psalm 81. And I'm going to be brief today, but thank you for opening. Just turn there with me. This is a psalm that is written by a man named Asaph, maybe a descendant of the original Asaph that was a worship leader under King David. Um, maybe that guy, uh, this particular psalm may be the guy. Uh, the reason I say some of them were written by his descendants, this is a section of psalms by Asaph. Some of them were written by his descendants because some of them talk about events that happened after uh, Asaph died after it later in the kingdom. We're interesting. The Psalms are divided into five books. And right now we're in the middle of the third book. And the third book has a lot to do with national decline. It has a lot to do with apostasy of the Northern kingdom, especially, and then eventually the Southern kingdom. It has a lot to do with the dark side of uh, the decline of the nation and eventually the exile. But in, in most of these Psalms, Though there's some dark parts to them, there's also this forward-looking anticipation that Asaph had, and that may be why his name means seer, and he's he's called a seer in the Old Testament, not just a worship leader, but uh, a seer, whether that's in the sense of prophecy or whether that's in the sense of uh, simply an insightful man who, who, who could see that God was going to keep his promises. The sense of these psalms is that God keeps his promises. And the beauty of us getting to uh, meditate on them right now is that we get to see how he has kept those promises. And so as we're going through these Psalms, our, our, our faith can be so radically strengthened. I've said this many times, the Psalms are, in a sense, God's medicine chest for the human heart. The Psalms are the inside view of what the worshipers of God, the followers of God, the people of God were experiencing in their relationship with God as they were living out the narratives of the Old Testament. So it's kind of like we see the narratives, and those are like the external circumstances of the stories, but the Psalms take us to the inside, the, the psychology and the inner man and the spiritual walk, and how do these people process their emotions? How do they raise their complaints and their fears and their doubts, and how do they grieve? How do they lament? How do they celebrate? How do they rejoice? How do they worship? And the Psalms instruct us on all these things. And so as we embed these realities in our hearts, we can really grow spiritually in understanding the heart of God. 
one more thing before I jump in to today's section, and that is that we come to a psalm like this, we're dealing with statutes and feasts and trumpets and things that are not um, like imminently familiar to us. You know, we like the psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, things that are easy to apply to our lives. But hang in there because um, what we're learning when we dig in a little bit, understand the context, the history, we're learning about the heart of God. We're learning about the character of the God who is very much active in our lives today. And his character is the same. He changes not. And so as these ancient worshipers relied on God and trusted his promises, so too can we. And the parallel here is that Asaph wrote this psalm in a time of national decline, and we're living in a time of national decline. As many in our nation are turning away from God, still many are seeking the Lord and seeking his truth and seeking to understand how do we have a relationship with him. And so Psalm 81, we we studied the first three verses yesterday. We're going to go into verse 4, 5, and 6 today, but let's read the first three. Sing aloud unto God our strength, make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Every time you see Jacob or Joseph in this psalm, it's a reference to the entire nation, okay? Jacob was before they lived in Egypt. Joseph was during the time they lived in Egypt. So verse 2, take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel, that's a little tambourine or drum, the pleasant harp and the psaltery, blow up the trumpet in the new moon. That's a call to an appointed feast time. And that's what he says next, in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. Now we broke that down yesterday, that God wants us to be honest, solemn about our humanity, our fallenness. But he also, through Jesus, through the gospel, through the work of Christ, releases us into celebration and worship, gives us a reason to sing. So he tells us to sing aloud, God, our strength. He says, he calls us to these feast days. God's a celebratory God. I love that about his character. Someday I'm going to write a book and call it something like Jubilant God or something like that. Just because I think just God gets a bad rap. He really gets a bad rap. Um, and quite often in Israel, frankly, we repeat uh, the same mistakes they repeated. God would do amazing things for them. He would deliver them. He would bless them. He'd provide for them. He would just amazing things, amazing miracles. And it wouldn't be long before they'd be complaining and griping and they'd forget. And then once they settled in the land, it wasn't long before they were adopting uh, the pagan practices of the idols of other nations. And it wasn't that they didn't trust God or didn't experience his goodness. They did experience his goodness and they had trusted him. It was that they, uh, they, they were trying to work out their own problems, and part of their problems was uh, the pressure and the enemies that were encroaching. And so there was this immense pressure to align with other nations and the practices of other nations, which ended up being paganism. So they, they were living under the threat of these other gods, even though they had a god. It's like, if we don't worship these other gods, these nations will attack us. These gods, again, will attack us. And they were, they, they were living under, they were, they were guided by their fears and their anxieties into pagan practices instead of living by faith and trust in the good care of their loving and faithful God. So this is what we see in verse 4 and forward. For this was a statute for Israel and a law of the God of Jacob. So Israel was another name of Jacob. It means one who wrestled with God and prevailed or wins. God let him win. Um, God it 
another story. I don't want to sidetrack. So Israel and Jacob, all references to the nation or the people of God, okay? But I want you to see this. For this was a statute. What's what's the statute? This was a, um, a directive of God. God is going to tell us in a minute, I delivered you, I saved you, I redeemed you, and I want to implement some remembrances. I want a, a some processes built into your life, some disciplines, some habits of remembrance. And so he did this with feasts and with statutes and with processes that would remind them who they belong to, remind them how good he is, and would keep their hearts aligned with him. So God's commands are good. They're loving. His statutes are for our flourishing, for our blessing, because he's always good. He's always wanting to bless. So this was a statute for Israel and a law of the God of Jacob. Why a law? Because he wanted to protect them. He wanted to protect them from the destruction of sin and evil practices and paganism and all the bad things that would happen if they got away from him. Their safety, their provision, their guidance, their wisdom, their insight, ultimately their salvation was bound up in him. So, so if they would live within his laws, live within his statutes, blessing and abundance. It's like Jesus said in John 15, which we've been studying at Emmanuel, uh, if we would abide in him, then fruit would abound and fruit would remain and joy would be abundant and full. So, um, so look at verse 5. This he ordained. Now, I just want to pause and just say it's a privilege to belong to a God who ordains things for us. Why? We tend to overextend ourselves. We tend to want more than we can handle. We tend to uh, overdo it. Uh, whether it's at a buffet, we pile up our plate, whether it's just keeping our schedules as packed and full as they can be, whether it's living beyond our means financially, we are people that have a hard time putting up our own boundaries. So God ordains. He ordains your paycheck. He ordains your living spaces. He ordains your portion, your assignments. He ordains his purposes in your life. He ordains uh, the structure of your life whether you have family, whether you have kids, these things that sometimes we work so hard to arrange, it would totally change our lives if we would just let him ordain, let him lead us, let him decide uh, the state of our being. So this he ordained for Joseph or the nation or the people for a testimony. This he ordained for a testimony, the feast, the celebrations, the day of atonement, the solemn times, the worship times, they were for a testimony. This was God saying, remember, don't get far from what I've done for you. That's why we do enough for today. Because every day we want to remember the gospel. We want to remember what Jesus has done for us. And we want to live out of that every single day. That's why I call this channel Growing in the Gospel. That's why we talk about enough for today. So a testimony. Verse 5, this year ordained for Joseph for testimony. When he went out through the land of Egypt. So God preordained the circumstances, the feasts, the celebrations, the arrangements for Joseph's descendants. While Joseph was still in Egypt, God knew he would deliver them. God knew he would lead them forward. And he had a plan. He had a roadmap. He had uh, arrangements all set. And I just it just brings me, first of all, I drop my jaw in awe and wonder at the gracious and the goodness of my God and my shepherd who before I existed 
determined, ordained the steps of my life. And it's not mine to complain or murmur or gripe or live in discontentment. It's mine to live within the boundaries that he set up in my life, to embrace his will, to submit, to give into his authority and trust him because his heart is so, so good. So he ordained this in Joseph for a testimony. He went out when he went throughout the land of Egypt where I heard a language that I understood not. So uh, I don't want to comment long on that, but this, this is speaking of one of two things. Either it's referring to the language of the Egyptians, which the Hebrews never really adopted. It's really an amazing thing to consider that the Jewish people today still speak Hebrew because it actually was a language that for a long time died away, but it, it has lasted all the way from Genesis to now, which is another remarkable thing about the hand and the providence of God. It could be referring, when he mentions language, the words that he understood not. It could be referring to the words of God that came forth out of the Exodus when they were a young nation and didn't really understand all that God had in mind. Either way, God was leading them. Now look at verse 6 and we're done. How are we doing on time? We're, oh, we're over time. I'm sorry. I, he says, I removed his shoulder from the burden and his hands were delivered from the pots. God says, this is who I am. I remove burdens. I deliver slaves. Shoulders uh, delivered, hands hands delivered from the pots is probably those uh, those uh, yokes that carry, you know, like pots of water or baskets of brick-making materials. It's, it's slave labor is the reference. And God says, when you have these feasts, when you enter into these times, I want you to remember I'm a burden bearer. I'm a burden lifter. Why is that important? Because God gets a bad rap. Satan tells us all the time, the world tells us all the time, that God is an oppressor, that he is a taskmaster, that he is like the headmaster of an orphanage. But my friend, remember this today, God is a burden lifter. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's a savior. And he gives his salvation freely by grace, by mercy through Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, I hope you will come to him and invite him into your life to be savior and Lord and master. There is no greater security. There's no greater resolution to fear and anxiety and uncertainty and confusion. Let Jesus be your savior. And if he is your savior, then today we don't just celebrate freedom and patriotism. We celebrate real freedom. We celebrate deep, eternal liberty because God took all of our burdens and has removed them forever. So uh, thank God. We belong to a burden lifter uh, and, a, and a deliverer, a redeemer. So I hope you'll enjoy him today as you celebrate and as you enjoy your friends and family. Happy July 4th. Thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'll see you tomorrow.